got a job to do. Light it up! Getting people to act against their own self-interest is what I do for a living. I'll accept the consequences. I am your consequence. They warn me about you. I didn't believe the stories. Nobody does. Suicide Squad. Rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. Yay! And we're back. It is a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies, and I am so happy to say that Kelly's back! Woo! There we go. Yay! First, let me thank our two stand-ins, Mandy and Tristan, for doing such a great job while Kelly was out jet-setting around. It was very nice of them. (sighs) Yes. Now, where are you right now? Honolulu, Waikiki Beach. (sighs) Aloha. Doing... Ian hates movies on Suicide Squad when she could be vacationing and enjoying herself. I could be watching tacky Elvis stuff right now. (laughs) That's well put. That's well put. It it was probably much better use of your time. I'm saying. But as, as everyone I'm sure knows, because we have been promoting it for weeks and weeks and weeks, Kelly has come back specifically for Suicide Squad, and then obviously we'll get back on track as the weeks continue, but we had to do this movie. Right, Kelly? Yep. <laughs> so you can, you can see the enthusiasm, or hear it anyways, that Kelly has already. Because, you know, it's not like... I don't know. I'd want to be outside here. I'd rather be in a movie theater for three hours with locals. Uh, well, let's actually let's get into that really quick. Is there any difference between watching a movie here and watching a movie in Hawaii? And then did you have any theater issues or anything that might have come up? Actually, it was quite interesting. I went to a local theater company, even though it's still a megaplex. So they want to say they had like 20 something screens, which was ridiculous. But the theater company opened in uh, 1917. So it's going to be 100 years old next year. Yay. And start the movies, they blow conch shells. Wait, what? Yep. Explain. They make, the conch shell, they make the conch shell noise, and then the lights go dark, and then trailers. Wow. All right. Wait. So no commercials in front either? Nope. Oh, I would have taken that then. Break some conch shells over here. <laughs> right? So now, did you see any good trailers? No. Did I? No, I don't think so. Nothing stuck out where I was like, ooh. I, I will say this. I kind of do want to see War Dogs. It looks really bad, but like in a bad, funny kind of way. Like, Is that the Miles Teller and Jonah Hill one? True story, apparently. Well, I mean, basically Suicide Squad can be called a true story. <laughs> You know, what does it matter anymore? I don't mind Miles Teller, and I don't mind Jonah Hill. I just think this is a movie where I can wait till Redbox or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it being any different than, like, yeah, any of the other Gunrunner movies. Right. In this theater, I saw Magnificent Seven, so they're remaking that, as I'm sure you know already. Uh, but they have, right. good, they have good characters, you know. Uh, they'll do well. And then, unfortunately, I saw the trailer for a movie I had never known was going to exist again uh did you know they're making another fucking triple x movie yes i was like what the hell am i watching and i'm like this is oh god it's vin diesel i'm like well since they're not doing it fast and another fast and furious he's got to do something it is basically fast and the furious but with extreme sports that's that's what it is just solely focused on him right that that might actually be a movie for this show now i'm not saying we'll go see it in theaters for sure 
but that might be worth it to have never done the other ones and just do this one. And him being an old fucking man who is now doing this shit, like, it was funny, like, doesn't he have rollerblades on at one point? And he's doing, like, I don't he's, know what he's, he's doing. He's down a tropical mountain somehow, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I, uh, and motorbikes across waves. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, they showed him in a wave getting on his motorbike and somehow still using it to traverse the bottom of the fucking ocean. Right. Propel awesome. him forward somehow i this is for the morons and everyone i i look at least all the people who love those fucking movies they get something like this they get to go to their buddies and go yo bro dude did you see when he took the motorcycle and did it underwater like that's badass bro uh great impression ian thank you thank you you're Uh, welcome oh that was kind of fantastic so i i had another theater incident (gasps) yeah Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, you saw this at 10 in the morning, I believe? I saw this at 10.30 in the morning in Boston in the IMAX 3D theater. I seriously bought the ticket assuming no one would be there. Well, yeah. Sunday at 10.30. Pack theater. Pack theater on a fucking Sunday on a movie, by the way, that has 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. A movie that has 1% less than Batman v Superman. So just just to set the stage, everyone knows. I mean, everyone knows the whole DC fanboys boycotting Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone knows. Didn't the director and writer say fuck Marvel and then go ahead and apologize for it because he's a bitch? Seriously, it's it's the whole this has actually worked in their favor. It's another it's the same thing that happened with Ghostbusters. Everyone talks about how bad it's going to be and then it ends up being bad and then everyone still goes to see it. It should show people that no matter what, it doesn't matter how bad a movie you make, you will get people to see it. If it's something, a franchise, a reboot, a comic book movie, no matter what it is, people will go see it and it will make tons of money. Which is upsetting and sad. It is. It is. But I will say, and we'll get into this more. I'll I'll finish my story first. So I had about eight people sitting behind me and I hope they're listening. I hope for some, somehow, I hope this show has, has reached these people. Or their friend. Or, yeah, someone. (laughs) Right, something. So it's eight of them. It's guys and girls. And just from the second they sat down in the middle of the trailers, they just did not stop talking. Did not stop whatsoever. So I had to, because I had other people around me, the whole society as a whole does not want conflict. People stay away mostly from conflict, right? Would I be right in saying that? The majority of the population are pussies. Yes, continue. (laughs) Well put. See, this is why I miss Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I miss Kelly being on the show. Because <laughs> it's not like you're trying to be polite and be like, no, these people are being rude and they should be called out on it. Well, this is what I did. It's I have and I've talked about it on the show before. I have I have the methods that I normally use. I'll give the I do the look back. I do the, you know, hey, please, could you be quiet? You know, look back with the talking. Like I, I do that. So today I'm I'm not kidding you. I did the look back a bunch of times. And no one around me is paying, you know, they're, they're annoyed too, but they're not saying anything because I'm apparently the person. Yeah, I'm the person that has to do it. So I'm not kidding you that I actually had to turn around and I started snapping at them like they were animals, like with my finger going snap like this, like shut the fuck up, snap the finger. Yes. And it, and I will tell you, it did work for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Like that. You're doing the wrong thing. That's not what we taught you to do. Yeah, I had to treat them like animals. That's the sad part. Uh, And they were coughing because they were probably sick or something as well. And it's just selfish, selfish, selfish people 
it's just, I think it's a disease. Like, because you know, even me turning around, they pretty much were quiet for the rest of the movie until the end. I had to treat these people like animals because that's what they are. And it's just one of those disappointing things because I don't know if they actually understand. No. And that's the sad part. Like, how do you not know that you shouldn't be talking? Like, not even minute talking. Like, you should not be whispering in a theater. The only time your mouth should open is if you're laughing or if you're startled or something. Like, that's fine. Those are normal reactions to a movie. Or if there's an emergency and for some reason you looked at your phone, which you shouldn't be doing either, but and you saw, oh, no, my house is burning down. You have to tell the person next to you you have to leave. Like, okay. That's fine. But even then, it should be a quick, I got to go, and you're yeah. out, and, th- and nothing else. But Thank these you. were legitimate Thank conversations, full conversations of multiple people talking, and not even <laughs> about the movie. I make snide comments like over the trailers, but th- the person next to me is who I'm talking to, and it's like an under-the-breath, oh my god, that's going to be crap. Like, that's it. Right. I will let, even though I still think it's relatively rude to talk at full volume during a trailer, I will normally let people do that. No, yeah, because I don't give a shit. I'm not invested at that point. I didn't yeah. come to see the trailers. But once that, that's the best part. But yeah, once that sign goes up saying, "Hey, talk travels so at the speed of sound," whatever the fuck movie. Yeah, and I can't believe I had to do it. And I just at the end of the movie, I just stood up and I looked at all them, and just shook my head and walked <laughs> out because I couldn't. What else was I gonna do? Like, sure, I could have hit one of them and then hit the others like but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that at some point they have to piss off the wrong person that is going to do something because they have to be taught a lesson like there is a if there is a hell there has to be a certain layer of hell reserved for people that talk in movies if you text on your phone or take a call in a movie or you talk during a movie there's a special layer. and i'm not saying i'm not go- if there is a hell i'm not saying i'm not going but i will work my way from whatever level of hell i'm in to get to you like that's that's the way i'm going to say it. i want to say it's the same ring of hell that like people who jaywalk right when you have 3 seconds to cross and are walking and looking at their phones and take their whole fucking time to cross the street so i, I want to say it's that level everyone in every major city pretty much yeah in it, the us it's just such a selfish thing, and I know people probably get sick of me talking about it, but it happens almost every single movie that I go to see. Well, see, I almost expect more of it at Suicide Squad. Okay, so mind you, I was in a 21 Up theater, Ooh. so there was definitely drinking going on sure. in my theater. And it was – I expected some, like, annoying fanboy bullshit. There really was – I mean, there was some stuff during the trailer, but for the most part, they were pretty good, which surprised oh, nice. me. Cause I was kind of prepared for there to be some sort of jackass heckling or – rereading the lines or something and it was actually decent which was shocking for me i kind of like i expect that in a triple x movie right i expect that in a fast and furious there's certain movies where you're like this do certain douchebags come out to see these things and i'm not you know i agree i agree and i i mean i love it when i hear that that there was nothing though 10 30 in the morning though jesus yeah that was the whole point that's why i did it that's why i didn't go late night you know (laughs) (laughs) didn't <laughs> take an afternoon. I thought that the weather is really nice and there'd be no one there, especially reading all the reviews and everything. I thought I'd be safe. You know, it made tons of money. So I also, that's why I was okay with paying for it because it didn't really, you know, matter. In the, yeah. So it didn't matter in the scheme of things. But man, it's just once again, it just happened. And I can't believe I have to talk to people like that. You should be so much more self-aware and, and just not be as selfish. 
I don't know. I didn't think that was that difficult. Upbringing, though. I mean, these are the same people who, like, okay, so your parents literally let you run around the restaurant and do whatever the fuck you want because you were never disciplined. You were never taught you should be seen and not heard. Like, that threat was never made towards you. So you're just not aware that that's rude at all. I guess. And I think, and unfortunately, I'm not a violent solves all issues person. But sometimes I think those people, and I'm not advocating it because I'm not going to do that. But sometimes I think they need to be hit. Like if I had just turned around and just knocked one of the guys out, like do you think they would ever – do you think any of those people would have ever talked in a movie theater again? If I had knocked him out, said, hey, this is because you're talking in a theater and I asked you to be quiet nicely and you didn't do it. Do you think they would ever, ever, ever talk in a movie theater again? And do you think maybe they would have told all of their friends, oh my gosh, I can't believe what happened to so-and-so never talk in a movie because you never know like <laughs> i, I kind of want that to happen just so that i oh man that would just be so great i want to say yes to that but like there's this weird okay in boston probably yes in la they wouldn't give a shit you don't think so no oh wow yeah no okay well sucks for david he's such a douche anyway i'm gonna keep talking to Lindsay over here like that doesn't yeah yeah you'd have to hit all of them well yeah yeah and, <laughs> and I'm one of those people where I've had people thrown out of the movie theater. I'm not tolerating that. I just can't narc on people. I can't do it. No, I got no problem being like, these <laughs> heads right here and standing up and pointing them out and publicly sh- I'm a huge fan of public shaming. Gotcha. I'm going to go get the manager because you're not ruining my experience because you're all idiots. That's not my problem. Yeah, see, I'd be fine if someone else did that. I just can't do it. I just can't. We need to go to more movies together is what we need to do. I think so. I'm not- I think so. <laughs> Well, when we saw Star Wars, none of that stuff happened, which was nice. See? Because they know. I, I read this the fear of God. <laughs> like, I have that horror where, like, try me. I thought Bye. I was threatening enough. I guess not. Only when I snap my fingers do people shut their mouths. <laughs> I'm totally getting you on those cat clickers now. <laughs> I, I think that would be great. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, that, was, that did kind of make me more pissed off during the movie than I probably had to be but I am still going to be very fair and honest with my assessment of this movie so let's get that straight let's get that straight so I mean everyone knows this was big summer blockbuster I mean it feels like this movie was hyped up for years and years that it was finally going to be made and finally coming out and then there's been all the quote-unquote controversy it was pg-13 still is They did not change any of that stuff. So first, people were pissed that it was PG-13, as they should be. And then after Batman and Superman, even though it made probably a billion dollars or whatever, there were still the announcements of reshoots for Suicide Squad because Batman and Superman was so fucking terrible that even though they (laughs) made their money, they knew, hey, we have to smarten up and be better I can tell you for a fact that those reshoots did not help. That's a guarantee. I don't think those reshoots... I think you can tell where they edited very, very poorly and what scenes were added to keep the story going. And that ending, too, is completely new from what I read as well. And that ending is fucking terrible. (laughs) But I will say this. I'm going to say this right away because we're going to talk about it. We'll go scene by whatever scenes we remember. I think no, in this okay. in this movie. It jumps around a little bit too. Yes, it definitely does. So we'll we'll talk about some of that stuff for sure. But I will say, I don't think that this movie deserved twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Neither do I. Yeah, so that's that's a given right there. And I'm actually gonna read a couple things. Uh Tristan was nice enough to send this to me, and this is from uh the website Mental Floss. You know, they're kind of similar to a uh 
What what are those sites that do like the countdowns and stuff? Oh yeah 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 no yeah everybody knows, yeah yeah there's it's it's similar we don't have to give them any plugs but I'll no, give Mental no. Floss a plug because what they did was they put a, a top six list which is good you know it's just quick of terribly terribly notoriously bad superhero movies that got a higher Rotten Tomato score than Suicide Squad. So for one, we know, like I mentioned, Batman v Superman has a 27%. Batman v Superman, to me, is still one of the all-time worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So, Oh, no, yeah. This should be single digits. I mean, this should be up here with the new stupid Kevin Spacey cat thing, which I believe is at like a 9% <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's that's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, so... That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, Suicide Squad should be more up, but let's let's just read these through. So first one, Batman Forever which was a terrible, terrible Batman. We all know that. Can you guess, Kelly, can you guess what Batman Forever has on Rotten Tomatoes? 38. 40%. Well done, though. That was close. That's still closest without going over. That's because it's Jim Carrey in that sexy unitard. (sighs) That just gave me shudders. As a redhead, too. Even better. (laughs) I'm looking at a picture of that, too, right now. It's just, it's terrible. (laughs) All right. Next one, Daredevil. Uh, you know, the movie, not the TV show. What do you think that one got? I want to say it's in the 30s, too. 44%. Really? They, that scored better than Tommy Jones? Really? Okay. Well, let's not forget that uh, Colin Farrell was awesome as Bullseye. So let's at least give him credit for that. Okay. And not to mention the playground scene where they fight on the playground equipment. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, three is X-Men The Last Stand, which actually kind of makes sense for number three. Uh, what did X-Men The Last Stand get? 50s. Yes, 58%, which is ridiculous because that movie should have been in the 10s. Meh. I couldn't stand that fucking movie. It's not, it's not like I will, I will rate uh, uh, Wolverine origin story below that one. I think we're coming to that, so don't worry about that. Yes. <laughs> Next one is Spider-Man 3. What do you think Spider-Man 3 got? <gasps> I hope like a 32 63 percent really yeah that's that's insane yeah no that's that's emo spider-man that's horrible that scene was one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and i'm brought to you by hot topic and i love hot topic and i still hate i still hate that scene (laughs) i hate everything about that Uh, all right number five is fantastic four rise of the silver surfer 62 37 damn it which makes sense i mean that movie's garbage Except, yeah, for, except for Chris oh, Evans. Chris Evans are both hot, so it's kind of like, yeah, unitards. Mm. All right, and lastly, the one that you mentioned, X-Men Origins Wolverine. What does that have? 40-something. 38. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So that was just a little thing. I would put Suicide Squad above all of those movies. Yeah, so would I. But that's because I would skew all of their tomato ratings down Absolutely. and then lift up Suicide Squad to maybe a 40% or so. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give them that. I think Suicide Squad is a misnomer anyway, though. It's really um, Deadshot with accompaniment. Because that was pretty much a Will Smith movie um, who took 80% of the screen time with just other characters they threw in for fun. And I'll be completely honest, like I always am on the show, the only DC thing I read is Suicide Squad. And it's the new 52. So I don't follow from back in the day when when they started and everything. I follow the new 52, which is mostly where they take these characters from as well as the storylines. It's, it's a lot of it is from this. Now, this whole Enchantress storyline never happened in these ones, so I'm going to forgive them for that just because they can do that kind of thing. But the comics really do follow mostly Harley Quinn and Deadshot. 
and El Diablo. Like they're they're the big one that I'm understanding that in this movie and Amanda Waller as well. So I think they got that fine. Okay, but I feel like as somebody coming in who's a novice who wouldn't necessarily know all of these Batman villains, if it wasn't Will Smith, people wouldn't care about Deadshot. Everyone knows who Harley Quinn is. Everyone knows him. Not necessarily her whole backstory, right. but you know who she is. Well, here's – and I think that's the thing too is if they really wanted this movie to shine by itself, it should have been more of the story of Harley Quinn and Joker. That's right. your story right there. Now, it's true Deadshot is the leader of Suicide Squad. Like there's no – flag comes in much later on. So they had to put him in here this time, I guess, to – be the person to tell everyone what to do but in technically right. that's actually deadshot doing that it's amanda waller tells deadshot what to do and deadshot tells everyone else what to do it would have actually been more of will smith's movie if they had kept flag out of it mm. yeah but i figure this way they can do the whole entanglement with enchantress and blah 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 which also isn't true whatsoever no but it doesn't matter that's fine I, i'm okay with taking liberties with the story if you're gonna do it right now we can also jump ahead for sure and just say that Enchantress is one of the worst all-time villains ever, 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 ever. Because that whole scene, I I still don't understand what they were trying to do. She, she was trying to make a machine that humans would worship that would kill them? So, so what this would... And my initial flashback, especially with the visuals here, I was like, oh my god, it's Zool. This is the original Ghostbusters. That's what I thought too. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like they're at the library, and that's where all the shit's going down. Yep. Yeah. And it's a beam of light again into the sky with a bunch of <laughs> shit floating around. And by the right? way, you know, Mar- Marvel's bad at this too. Can we have a fucking superhero movie that doesn't have that shit? Can we have one of them? One superhero. The only thing you can think of is Captain America. I guess technically the new one that didn't have that. I don't know. Every other uh, every other fucking movie has it. Deadpool. Oh, okay, Deadpool. You're right. Well, <laughs> we all know that Deadpool's in a class all itself. So. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a stand aside. But no, I completely get what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just how fucking stupid. And then what terrible CGI and her dance moves, her gyrating dance moves. And the thing is, is it's like... Uh, she doesn't do it for me anyway. I don't know. It's the eyebrows that throw me off, or I don't know what it is. She looks like an alien. She is hot. Like she's oh, she's, she's hot. Her, but I don't. Uh, it's bad. It's really bad. I'll tell you. If I was Flag, I would have been like, "Hey, keep Enchantress here for a little bit more," because she was oh, no, outfit. No, yeah, you're oh, keeping that. She was definitely outfit. sexy as Enchantress. I didn't care about her when she was like regular human woman. I was like, "Fuck no. this!" Like, no, no, no. Enchantress was doing not when she was Enchantress with not the heart, but didn't need the heart anymore. Whatever that so, thing was. Yeah. So you don't want the the ring. You want the you want the. Rio Showgirl, you want the opening Olympics is really what you want. Is that, is that what you're no, saying? No, no, I'm actually saying I want the ring. I think she was <laughs> damn fucking hot as ring chick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. When she was like partially dirty, but then also like probably dirty in multiple ways, if you know what yeah. I mean. But, um, yes. <laughs> Tear you apart. Exactly. Exactly, Kelly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but still terrible terrible villain we'll we'll get to the ending scene for sure and we'll rip that fucking apart because that was just awful i don't know what they were going yeah seriously i don't know what they were going for that but let's let's talk about some positives i mean one of the first things you told me after you saw the movie yesterday was the music and i can completely agree now i think they should have spread that out 
through the entire movie. You know, because they basically, it was snap, 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 snap. Yeah, I'm not telling people to be quiet. I'm actually saying, like, they just cut from song to song in the beginning very quickly. They did not span that out as much as I would have liked it. But still, uh, positiveness. Great stuff, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with that. I think backstory-wise, I wasn't a huge fan of the way they edited. I think this movie was really terrible the way they edited it. And I think if they had done it a little bit better this would have made the movie more coherent. I still think it gave you enough, though, if you're coming into it not knowing who these people are, other than Harley Quinn, which she has an ongoing background with her and Joker. You get enough of it to know what this person's supposed to be about. True. Other than, um, um, and now I'm blanking on her name, Katana. Katana oh, yeah. was very short. They should have given a little bit more than uh, about who she was. Well, you can't really, don't judge her on how tall she is. Like, <laughs> but, um, uh, yes. Well, what I thought was funny about this. So I'm familiar with the characters, but what I think is funny is there was no outrage how I guess, wouldn't you call the characters relatively stereotypical? Like if you think about it, think about it this way. So you've got crazy white girl, crazy Caucasian girl. You've got the Japanese girl who's a samurai and kind of wears it that way. Right. You've got Will Smith who is great with guns. And then you've got a Latino guy who is a gangbanger, which they specifically say all these things in it, but there's no outrage about their stereotype of characters. You see what I mean? Um, so I should assume that all Aussies like pink unicorns, and I'm assuming those were monster energy drinks. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. Uh, I do have Australian friends, and yes, they do love pink unicorns. That is something. They never, ever really brought... I think that was another issue was when they introduced you to a character, they had all the fun facts that they put on the background, but they didn't give you enough time. Well, I was... I mean, if we were going to go full-blown stereotypical, then I mean, it's pink unicorns and Foster's beer, but they weren't blue cans, so I want to say sponsored by Monster Energy. They had to have had a lot of sponsorships, I would assume, to get this movie afloat. It wasn't like, I can't remember anything really specific, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, technically the car, I want to say, Harlequin and Joker were in was, um, I want to say that was a Maserati, but that's not, still, that's not blatant. No. You know, when you, you know, watch Jurassic Park and clearly it's a Mercedes SUV, they're driving through the jungle, like it's not the same. Yeah, or they're drinking a Pepsi or something. Right. No, understood. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So that's that's good. But yeah, I think like I could tell you for sure in my theater, no one. Well, first of all, there are probably only two scenes in the whole movie that anyone laughed at because they used all the best lines in the trailers. So people are already expecting them. True. So we got probably a couple laughs in the theaters. Any of those opening ones where they put hidden jokes in them, they were trying to Deadpool it a little bit. No one laughed at them because there was enough time. So it was just on the screen, and then they're like, pink unicorns, what does that mean? Yeah, that's it. But yeah, once again, that goes into editing. And they had a a small interview, I guess, with Jared Leto, and it mentions on that one that he he was asked, you know, hey, I guess it was IGN. He was asked if he was uh, disappointed with the fact that many of his scenes were cut, and his response was, were there any that didn't get cut? I'm asking you, were there any that didn't get cut? There were so many scenes that got cut from the movie, I couldn't even start. I think that the Joker, we did a lot of experimentation on the set. We explored a lot. There's so much that we shot that's not in the film. That's his specific lines. Yeah, but it's also kind of, you get paid either way. Yeah, I mean, but I think 
Look, I don't know. People might make fun of Jared Leto. I think he's a great, great actor. He's been in some amazing films. I mean, he's an Oscar winner, too. What? Dallas Buyers Club was good. He was awesome in Dallas Buyers Club. Right. But yeah, it's one of those things where I get nothing. Method actors annoy me. Like, there's really... <laughs> I become the character. Shut up. Like, all I can think of is um, Tropic Thunder and Robert Downey oh, Jr.'s right, character. Right. Yeah. I fully embrace it, and I just live that way. And I'm like, shut up. Are you telling me you wouldn't think it was fun if Jared Leto stayed in character of the Joker the whole time during the movie and sent you weird fucking gifts and shit? No, it'd be annoying as fuck. Oh, no. I'd just be like, hey, man, I remember how great you were in Requiem for a Dream. And then also you're in a great rock band. So you keep it going. So are you saying Dallas Buyers Club? He was just randomly hitting on every single man on the set? No, I think that it's fun to be the Joker offset. Come on, look, for as much shit as I give DC, because they really are terrible, right. one of the greatest things they've ever done is the Joker. Probably the greatest. Because if you say Superman, then you're a four-year-old child. Like, <laughs> Superman's one of the worst characters ever. Right. Ever. And sure, in the 50s and shit, that, that stuff worked. But Well, no, this is propaganda. Yeah. If you ever want to know what Superman really is, then you watch Kill Bill 2, and you hear Bill do his whole monologue on what Superman really was. Like, Superman okay. blows. Joker, Harley Quinn, those are the two best. People love Batman, and I like Batman somewhat. I don't like what the movies have been yeah, lately. DC, DC has better villains, period. Like, they're just better at villains. That's why. Well, you still, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but you still have Magneto. You still have a lot of great villains. Mr. Sinister. You still have a lot of great ones in Marvel. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel like they can't. I, standalone Magneto movie doesn't work without Xavier. Like, he needs to have that other character to play it. I would totally watch a standalone Penguin movie, like, if they did it correctly. Absolutely. A, a standalone what movie? Penguin. Eh, I don't, uh, I don't know. But Danny, okay, so Danny DeVito was kind of awesome at that role, though. Yeah, for what it was, sure. Right. I, I'll agree with that. But that movie still wasn't that great. Right, but okay, so I would I would do a standalone Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. I do a fucking standalone Anne Hathaway Catwoman. Oh yeah, she was she was good for those little bits. I mean, we all know that that third Batman was garbage, but she was great in it for what she was doing. Yeah, I feel like you need to have that certain uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's got that certain level of crazy. It's kind of like it's equivalent to Harley Quinn. Like you you need to uh, have that that light You're right. to bring depth to it. I think. Anne Hathaway could have done that as well, but probably wanted to be a little bit different. And if they did a actual movie where, for some reason, there was a Catwoman spinoff after that terrible Halle Berry one, they would put a little bit more of that crazy into it. Right. you got to have that full Selena Kyle kind of a thing. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. But yeah, you're right. DC normally will be known for villains because... It was a little bit darker. I think now the villains in Marvel are much, much better. I think I mean, you look at look at Venom, look at Carnage, look at Spider Man's yeah. villains. Like there are some goofy ones for sure, but there are some amazing Sam ones as well. <laughs> so yeah, Sam Man come on. But Carnage? Right, yeah. I mean I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Thanos if they don't screw that up. Thor has some decent ones too. True, but true. I know there are things we're forgetting. Right. Look, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> of the Runaway series, the Runaways uh, Marvel, because that, to me, even how Suicide Squad was interesting enough to say, hey, let's turn these these villains into heroes, quote-unquote heroes. The Runaways are all children of supervillains, and they decide to be heroes because they don't like their parents. And that's a cool storyline. Like, that's a good way to go there. DC can't do anything like that. 
No. All their superheroes are aliens anyways, so. <laughs> yeah, you can't have humans having children and stuff. Right, God forbid. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm sure that'll piss off the DC fanboys plenty. But <laughs> I, I just... It, it's tough I think and also I'm not going to read them here but if you go on Reddit there's a bunch of people bunch of news stories coming out saying that there's a there's a thing on Reddit that has all the deleted scenes that they took out of Suicide Squad and I guess it's the official deleted scene list or whatever and I'm not even going to go through it you can look it up yourself but I'm sure look if they decide if they can put it out on Blu-ray or whatever they will it would probably make more sense and make it a better movie if it has Jared Leto in it they needed more Joker in this movie. But it's not about him. But it should be. See, that's the thing. He's a major, major character in the new 52. Okay, well then, so are you saying that he should have been their main villain then? Because that's Harley Quinn against Joker. I think First I think chances. he should have he should have either been the main villain or he should have been the one pulling the strings with Enchantress. Puppet, yeah, Puppet Master. Yeah, that, that would be more plausible. Yeah. I'd be more happy with that. Because her fucking brother... Or whatever the fuck that was was awful. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like who cares? I guess that's character like possibly Incubus or whatever. Who gives a shit? Like that was just terribly done, and the CGI was awful. Oh yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. So that's really a, that's bad. another thing. Why not do something like that? Like in the and I'm not even saying just because the comic books did it this way, you had to. In the comic books, he's supposed to be dead, and not only that, he's supposed to be so dead that his face was cut off. And Harley Quinn takes his cutoff face and puts it on Deadshot and like makes moves on him. That's how dark comedy ish or whatever Suicide Squad can be. Right. And then, that's no, R, yeah, and then they, that's rated R, which they won't do. Yeah. Well, it's even I probably even worse because yeah, there's a whole and they kind of went into it a tiny tiny bit in the movie, but there's definitely a thing that goes on between Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Yeah, that happens in the comic book. So I think they alluded to it a little bit because you can tell he's supposed to have kind of a soft spot for her. Right, for whatever reason. Yeah, for and there's really no... I, well, let's just say this, first of all. And I know Margot Robbie came out and was like disappointed that people are like ogling her character or whatever. She is walking around the entire movie in basically a G-string almost. And she oh, is awesome. so fucking hot in this movie. Yeah ridiculously hot and blondes don't even do it for me normally it's that not only was she crazy that kind of insane crazy of like she wants to jump every guy but then also the the tattoos and just the oh it, it did it for, like that's my type like if you look at my past relationships <laughs> that right there that's my type. awesome sweet good to know ladies pay attention yeah, when la we finally get uh, the ian hates love yeah. Oh, this yeah. This is how we're doing it. Oh man, I was I was all about that the entire. I was just like, oh, please turn around and start walking so we can just see. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, Margot Robbie, you did an amazing job as Harley Quinn, but there's also something to look at there too. But I'm sorry. Do you not know who the fuck you signed up for? Did you do no research on this character? That's how this character works. Yeah, and I and I will say she was great. And sure, she wears more like you know full length dresses and shit that's you know in the comics. But still, and I will say yes and no. Oh yeah, for sure. It's always absolutely. But I will say she did capture Harley Quinn very very well. Absolutely one of the highlights of the movie for sure. <laughs> but I just yeah I have to come on. I, I'm gonna put that out there. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Look, I will not recommend this movie 
for going to theaters to see it, but for sure, get this on, you know, watch it on Redbox or whatever. But one of the highlights is watching her walk around the entire movie. <laughs> and then it starts raining. And then it oh, starts I raining. Those shoes. So awesome. Oh, yeah. She's in the high heels at points. And then she's got the crazy shoes and she's just walking around with a baseball bat. <laughs> And also, they were doing they were doing great promotion for our show because that revolver that she has has the word hate on it, like a whole bunch. <laughs> I really like that. Love and hate revolver. I will also mention that I thought Jared Leto was awesome in the five minutes that it was, he was in the movie. Yeah, he plays the way that she did Harlequin. They play off each other off very, very well. Like it works really, really well. It's a codependent relationship. To an extreme. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, and you know, I've read some things where people are like, "Oh, he's playing a gangster," and but that's that's one of the classic uh, renditions or adaptations of the Joker. Right. Is he's he's running the he runs Gotham. It's it's like the way Lex Luthor runs Metropolis. The Joker runs Gotham. Yeah. Have you not seen the first Batman? Yeah. It's. That's the mob. Right, exactly. And even, I mean, even if you think of the Heath Ledger Joker, he still took over all those mobs and all those gangs. That's what he did. He's playing it crazy, but he's also, he brings a style up a little bit, which is still, not only is it more interesting, but it's also scary too. You don't want to be, yeah. Absolutely. If you think about the scene where Harley Quinn is dancing... (laughs) <laughs> basically stripping in the Joker's like gang hideout or whatever. They have that guy come in who's another gangster, I guess, looks at her and is like, you're a lucky man. And he brings her in and gives her to him. And even the gangster's like, no, no, no. This is your woman. Like, no. And then he fucking kills him because he doesn't care. The Joker doesn't care about that. Gift. Absolutely. Like, you know, you rejected my gift. And that's kind of how it works. And, and that's a fun kind of mind game anyway, though. Because it's kind of like, I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm screwed either way here. Because I can't really say yes to this and I can't really say no to it. Right. You would hope that he would just say yes and hope that he would get something out of it before he's t- <laughs> before he's killed. But later that she'll probably kill me like a black widow. But it's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Oh, absolutely. But that would probably be the best, like, few minutes of your life. Yeah. Crazy sex is fun. Oh, especially with her, with Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. I wanted more Jared Leto in this. I wanted more Joker. I thought the whole him just coming in to save, like, it's fine to be like, you know the Joker was going to come after her, right? You knew that was going to happen. So to have him send her texts that he's coming, blah, blah, to have her, to have him, sorry, go ahead and hijack the helicopter and get her to safety, but then to have it shot down and have it look like he died, and you knew he wasn't dead, but then that's it, and he's not even in the, the... the ending of the movie just makes no sense for what they were doing. He was in the ending of the movie. No, I meant like the actual like fight yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, the end fight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Plus, let's also say Enchantress, when she starts turning people... And by the way, that's one of my most hated bad things to happen is when you're able to turn people into some kind of creature that does your bidding. That fucking sucks. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the worst because you can take anyone... And do that, and it's bad. Now, I don't know why they had to be these weird-headed, pus-filled, whatever Alien. the fucks. Yeah, what what was that? Yeah, because it makes it look like if you cut them, they should be slimy, but then they kind of just disintegrate like charcoal. It's like they're rockheads. Right. It's weird. Yeah, it, that, that made no sense to me. And then you find out the way that they're made is that Enchantress makes out with you 
and you become one of them. And I was like, damn, if I was flag, I wouldn't even want her back. Like, <laughs> she's just going around <laughs> making out with people. They go through, apparently. So it's kind of like, why would... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a throwaway because they needed something to fight kind of a deal. But you could have came up with something better than yeah. that. Why not just make them humans that fight back? You know what I mean? They have like more enhanced power or something like that. Yeah, well, it's the whole Loki scepter thing. It's I can turn you because now you're like a mind zombie kind of a deal. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that, yeah, they. I mean, they ripped off a lot of that stuff from recent Avenger Marvel movies and everything. But yeah, they needed something to, to fight against. And that's, I guess, the whole point of what they were trying to do. But I just, I wasn't a fan. But like I said, if I was flying, I'd be like, damn. I, I'm trying to think of the best way because I don't want to go through this movie scene by scene. So basically, you get the intros where you learn about everyone's backstory. So let's at least talk about the people that are, you know, we've talked about some of the main ones, but there are are plenty more. So the Suicide Squad ends up being made up of Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Killer Croc, Diablo, (laughs) uh, Captain Boomerang, Katana later on, and I guess Slipknot. Katana's not part of the villains crew though. No, no, she but she She's does join she does join Suicide Squad technically. Okay. Yeah. Did I miss Slipknot? <laughs> and don't get me started. Who who didn't miss Slipknot the five well, seconds he was in the movie? He's definitely in the comic books more. He was just used as a joke character to go ahead and show that when they implant because here's the deal. They keep you in line, and this was the same as the comic books. They keep you in line by implanting your spinal cord with a bomb basically. And it's like the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. So in this one, obviously they love to use tablets and they love to use phones a lot. I guess that was probably the biggest thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Touch screen. Yeah. They were big on that. So that's how they would set off anyone's bomb is if they tried to escape, if they tried to kill anyone, you know, whatever it happens to be. So Amanda Waller is the lead. I thought she did great. This was (laughs) great casting because what you're, you're not supposed to like Amanda Waller. You're not supposed to yeah. like her character. She is technically a good guy, but she'll do anything possible for the government. Like, that's what she's doing. She is trying to help people. She is trying to protect people. But she's also power hungry and has no problem killing innocent people. It's an ends justify the means. That's what she's trying to do. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. So I thought that was I thought that was well done compared to the comics as well. That character was was done well. So her whole thing is she basically it's after Batman v Superman. You know, hopefully you didn't see that movie. But so if you didn't, Superman died. And even though at the end of the movie they show a scene where he definitely isn't dead, uh, but I guess at this point he is still technically dead, even though he doesn't die in the comic books and doesn't really die in the movies. So she is setting up a task force they call it task force x which is technically suicide squad and it's taking all the worst villains and making them an expendable team that they can use if someone were to come down and be worse than superman so if someone if some bad guy comes and superman's not around now how do they combat that person Right. And the best part is, is they are dis, um, disposable, which is great. You're not, you know, you're not supposed to be invested because they're kind of shitty people to begin with. Right. Yeah. You're not technically supposed to like Harley Quinn. You're not, no, you're not. not supposed to like Deadshot. Like, you're not, you're not supposed to like these people. I mean, Diablo killed his wife and children. Like, you're not supposed to like these people. But because they're technically cool, because DC does good villains normally... 
that's why this is supposed to work. Absolutely. So that's the whole point. That's Suicide Squad. For anyone that doesn't know or anyone who didn't see the movie, that's what Suicide Squad is. Is now they've got this task force that they can send after you know b- other bad people that if they get caught, if they die, they don't care. It's not the same thing as investing emotions and whatnot in like The Flash or Aquaman or something like that. Right. And I think what also it is is that it's kind of – if shit goes wrong, you can also blame them too because they're already crap. You know, like it's if some if Black Ops goes bad, they always say it's a failed training mission. This one, they can straight up say, "Well, Deadshot did this, this, and you know, kind of a deal." It does work well, and the whole point, and you know, they play it off in this movie like, "Oh, they're going to like they're expecting pardons and everything like that." In the comic books, it's a little bit more like, "No, the only reason why you're doing this is because you're going to get some time off your sentence, and you're never getting out." You're going to keep on being put in these positions, but you're just going to have to deal with it. Right. Where in this one, they fight back a little bit and they're like, no, we should be free now. It's like, no, that's not that's not how it works. No, but I do like how the end they still get perks. Like, I think that I think that's a, a more of a fair thing. Like, we're never going to actually let you go, but you will get some perks out of this. Yeah. And they do. You know, they let Deadshot see his daughter and they give Harley Quinn a, a cappuccino machine or whatever. <laughs> Espresso. Oh, espresso machine. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, <laughs> and I like that Croc gets to watch his BET and gangster out in his uh, new TV. That's kind of fun. Yeah, he was a pretty terrible character. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And once again, DC always has to have a movie where you can't understand a person. Oh well, duh. Yeah, every single time, King Croc is is that guy this time. So, yay, thumbs up, thumbs up for him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in general, it's not a bad concept. It's one of the reasons why I, I read the comics to this day is because it's not a bad concept i just there were so many things it's the same things that probably everyone's saying it should have been rated r the editing i thought was very very poor if they did more things with the joker i don't know why it's in because this movie's still like what two two hours and 10 minutes or something yeah it's a decent length they could have cut out a lot and put in the more important things I will say this. There was nearly no slow-mo except for the very end. Uh, yes. Thank God. <laughs> I will say this. I'm almost guaranteeing that that was a huge criticism that they got for Batman v Superman. And I think that's one of their reshoots was that they took that stuff out. Because Good. I can almost that's guarantee it was in stuff. everything else. Right. Yeah. I want to actually see them perform. I want to actually see them jump around. I want to see those actual fight scenes. I don't need slow-mo. I don't care. Like... And all your slow-mo still goes on for way too fucking long. Oh, absolutely. That final part was still <laughs> was still God. too bad. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely get to that in a little bit. We have the concept down. We, we know what's going on. And then basically it's let's go ahead and get the group together. In order to do that, what they had was they had Flag, who is a special ops trained, government trained. He's special ops. He's everything. Goody, goody. But you know he's been through a lot of shit. And he's basically manipulated by uh, Waller. See, and- no, I think you're giving him way too much credit. Like, I want to say he's he's just a purely trained soldier. That's why some of the shit that he does or whatever, it doesn't, doesn't affect him. And not to the sense where he's cold, but more to the sense of, like... This is just how the government works. Like that, it's, it's an acceptance thing. I like. I don't want to say goody goody because then my mind goes to like Captain America, where he'll actually oh, stand sure, up sure. and say this is wrong. This is more along the lines of this is just what we do. I'm going by the comic books a little bit with his backstory. Okay. I mean, I, you're right. Maybe goody goody wasn't the right word to use, but he's one of those. He's special op trained. He's soldier through and through. 
basically. Absolutely. There's not going to be a whole lot of shit that will go down that will even remotely face him where it's like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is what we do. Right. Yeah. When towards that ending point where they set up that bomb underneath underneath the waterway, all of those guys that go down there die. Absolutely. And no one Some, cares. Yeah, it's, sac- yeah, it's sacrifice. Yeah, right. they're all sacrificed and no one cared about them in the movie to begin with, but then also no one's going to care about them when they died. Right. Well, it's Black Ops. You know, it's a whole, if, you know, if people go down, you will never get recognized for this anyway. Like, it, it, it was the sad star on the memorial wall is one of the famous lines, but right. no one really knows what happened to you. Exactly. Totally agree. Flag gets put in charge now, and he's manipulated by Waller to do this because when they talk about Enchantress, the witch that they have, she possessed a explorer girl. And I forget what her name is uh, because it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, she's a paleontologist, which, by the way, that initial scene kind of cracks me up because as a paleontologist, your goal is not to break the artifacts. Right. And she pretty much <laughs> just straight up popped the head off that thing, Yeah, it's which a, made no sense at all. Dr. June Moon. That's her name. It's June Moon. Inventive. Very inventive. I know, right? Good job, guys. So basically what happens is when she whispers, so she gets possessed by Enchantress. And when she happens to say the word Enchantress, she turns into the witch. She can call her out. Yes. And sometimes Enchantress makes her do it without her, like in her subconscious, without her actually knowing, which happens when she's asleep and that happens later on. But what I did like was that first time that June turned into Enchantress with the hand coming from underneath and switching her. I thought that was done very well. Do you remember that I scene? I think that looked great. Absolutely. No, yeah. That was a great scene. I mean, you did, that was a good... It's it's better. It's a more inventive way to feel show someone being taken over, you know? Yes. yes, exactly. I was like, I want more of this. But then the rest of the movie is her just disappearing and reappearing in like dust. Right. Like yeah. she's like pig pen. That's yeah, how she very, very, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, she basically puts Flag in charge of her, knowing that Flag will fall in love with her, and that, and vice versa, and that he would basically protect her and Enchantress, and want everything to go well in these missions because Enchantress is supposed to be part of Suicide Squad. Right. That's kind of how they start this, and then kind of they gather all the people for Suicide Squad. Enchantress gets loose, and a very easy way, by the way. Right. They, they, it's she's almost. They set up this particular thing where because the heart is being in, is being captured and it's been removed from her, then then the person who is controlling that is controlling her. But that's apparently not a hard and fast rule. Yeah, because she finds a, I guess, Waller, and Waller does, it is true, in the comics she has like a safe room, basically, with a lot of different random crap in it. So she transports during the night into Waller's room and then goes into the safe and gets the statue of her brother, takes it, gets someone else possessed by her brother, and somehow her brother then becomes powerful enough that when they realize that she's gone and Waller starts stabbing the heart, to, to hurt her, basically to kill her, knowing that, you know, this is happening and they don't want, you know, anything to fall into anyone's hands. The brother somehow cures her so that she doesn't need her heart. Right. Which is very strange. So now she's off by herself and now the Suicide Squad have to go after her. And obviously Flag wants to get her as well because he's in love with June. Right. That's, that's your whole plot set up right there. You know, everyone's got their thing technically, you know, Deadshot 
has a daughter and a terrible ex-wife, so he wants to actually be the guardian of his daughter, but he's also killing people for contracts. Like, that's what he does. He never misses when he shoots. That's his thing. And they show a scene... Well, by the way, if you didn't know already, Batman makes two appearances, or technically three. <laughs> and it's it's Ben Affleck Batman. I don't know if he really says... He says, like, one thing, maybe, until the very end. Uh, not in front of your daughter? Yes. That one, yeah. Because basically, Waller tips off Batman, who Deadshot is, and then he follows Deadshot into an alley, and then his daughter gets in the way of the shot and is like, no, don't shoot Batman, I guess. I don't know. Right. So, And that's how he gets captured. So he's fighting for his daughter. El Diablo won't fight, he says. He's able to use fire basically for whatever and when he was a gangster that's how he controlled people is by killing tons and tons of people but now he's seen the light kind of and he doesn't want to help with anything killer croc is literally a human crocodile so he just lives in a sewer and kills people you've got who else are we missing uh yeah captain boomerang is a thief uh and he's worse in the con they actually made him better in this movie than he is in the comic books because he's way more annoying and actually really not good at a fight whatsoever so at least they kind of made him better kind of good but he's just yeah he's just a thief uh and he uses knife boomerangs that come back to him uh (laughs) because you know once again dc making great villains right right well i mean the name alone is you know so inventive comical uh captain deadpool (laughs) no no just deadpool yeah, just pretty much. <laughs> uh, then you've got, who else? You've got Katana, who comes in as a helper for Flag. And she has a sword. So she, this is pretty similar to the comic books. She is fighting the Yakuza, basically, for a long time because they killed her husband. And the sword she has possesses the souls of the people who she kills or whoever uses the sword. Right. So she comes on to help Flag to keep these guys in check. Because she's very, very good with the samurai sword. And then, of course, you have Harley Quinn. She's great. A lot of her jokes fall flat because they yeah. used a lot of the jokes in the trailers, which yeah. is a shame. You know, it's it's a shame. But in general, she does a great job. And her whole backstory, and they actually merged two backstories for her. But there's the one where she goes into the vat of acid kind of stuff, basically, the chemical. And then they have the one where she's basically, like, operated on by Joker. Right, yeah, it's the uh, yeah the electroshock therapy. Yeah, right, she slips in and out of that New York accent. That, that's yep. for sure. <laughs> Which is okay because she's supposed to be crazy, and that kind of you know that works. Uh, but I think that's that's all of the people besides Slipknot. So Slipknot is in the movie for <laughs> less time than anyone. Uh, like oh, we said, yeah, yeah there's no thirty he, seconds tops. Yeah, in the comics, he likes to kill people with a rope. Uh, he's supposed to be very good with getting out of situ- whatever it happens to be great name to slipknot like the band you know it's great True. but uh yeah he is killed almost instantly <laughs> but yeah that's uh, that's about it so i think that's that's all the characters there and then their whole goal at the beginning is that waller is trapped in a high tower in metropolis and she or sorry what what city midway city yeah and it's supposed it looks exactly like new york Right. Once Enchantress starts her whole weird thing, her brother was like, so 
wait, what happened to us? And she's like, oh, the, the humans turned against us. And he was like, but they worshipped us. And she's like, yeah, well, now they worship computers. And <laughs> I'm going to build a giant computer that they'll worship and then kill them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that whole thing. Once that whole shit happens and she makes the whole uh, Zool thing that she's doing, they have to evacuate Waller from her area of hiding because she's been keeping tabs on Enchantress. And then from there, their whole point was they weren't even originally going to go after Enchantress. And then Waller gets kidnapped and gets used in Enchantress's plan. So then they have to go after her. Exactly. There's not a whole lot more to the story. The side things are you have the Joker coming for Harley Quinn, but, I mean, he's very rarely in it. That's really all you've got. You had some convincing of the government to give clearance, and then really what else was there? Um, Them trying to figure out how they're going to be, I don't want to say a team, but they're trying to figure out, they're giving you all the scenarios of how they could escape and then how all those points don't really work and how they kind of just need to suck it up and get through this thing. Survival is more the point here than to, because it's not really a band together kind of a group, you know, they're all very still individual, even with any of their fight stuff. Right. They're just kind of stuck together. Yeah. They really only team up at the very end, but there are a bunch of fight scenes that are just nothing fight scenes as well. Like what was throwaways? Yeah. What was the point? Besides the amazing Captain America fight scene in the elevator, what was the point of having Harley Quinn take the elevator and then have two guys bust in and her fight them? Like, there was nothing new to her fighting style or anything like that, so why even do that scene? Eh, to give her a one-on-one fight scene. I guess, but she was doing fine with all the other times that she was fighting. Like, I don't know. It just yeah, seemed, I know. Once again, it's it's editing, and then the same thing where, you know, basically they realize that they have to protect Flag. Because if anything happens to him, they, they're killed. Right. So they had multiple times where Flag is just, he's a human. So all these creatures like jump on him and start dragging him off to kill him. And they're like, oh shit, he doesn't have any cool stuff like we do. So he has to you know be helped all the time. Right. I mean, I think what it is is what is that Harley Quinn scene in the elevator is that it would have been more comically funny if it had happened after she had mentioned that she needs to work on her cardio and she's climbing the stairs and then that's why she takes the elevator. But they didn't edit it that way. Right, right. That scene comes later, like right after that part. Yeah, where she says she has to has to work on her cardio but yeah that's i don't know it's just a lot of things fell flat there there were the funny parts and i would say i do have to say this the funniest parts are in the trailer which is why they said they were doing reshoots was to make it funnier but that certainly didn't happen yeah no i didn't mind the bar scene that was kind of a whatever scene yeah they had to kind of pull together a little bit and i guess that was their scene and that was where you got the whole diablo story about why right. he doesn't want to use his powers because basically Deadshot had to upset him to get him to use because he wasn't helping in any of the fights. And that is kind of similar to what happens in the comic books for a little while too. There's a lot of religion that plays along with Diablo later on in the comic books that they didn't touch on here. In general, that makes sense of, you know, he lost it, he killed his wife and children, and they're basically also calling him a monster for that too which i liked as well that was good but that's why that bar scene existed yeah i mean pretty much is their grouping but even then it was i still felt it was longer than it needed to be yep i absolutely agree most of this movie was longer than the extended fight scenes didn't need to be done because they were fighting no face creatures 
Right, exactly. Drones, pretty much. Yeah, so it, it didn't really matter. Sure, I would have liked to have seen more stuff with Harley Quinn in the mallet, but they didn't give you that. They gave right. they gave shots a dead shot. And actually, and that wasn't a badly that wasn't a badly done scene where they have Deadshot, basically they had like eight other guys shooting all these creatures running at them, and then Deadshot's just like, fuck this, I'm so much better, gets in front of them and just takes out like 50 or 60 of them, and they just stop shooting. They stop shooting because they realize he's killing all of them himself. And that's how good Deadshot is, is as long as you give him a gun, he can kill anything. Yep. Just trying to think, I just want to hit on the points, but I don't really want to go scene by scene with this movie because I don't think it was worth it. Yeah, I think we kind of already covered everything. I think it's, you know... Yeah, there's not... Other than, like, the correctional facility that just randomly in Louisiana Swamp, which kind of reminded me of Gitmo, which was kind of funny. And then <laughs> right. the crappy guard, which I cannot place what he's from. Oh, he's from so many things. I mean, yeah, he's, he's very funny. Like, I actually like that guy. Like, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I forget his name, but he was in... He was on Mad TV. He was in the Neighbors movies. He's, yeah, um, yeah. he's in uh, The League. He's in a ton a ton he's a definitely a comedic actor more than anything and that was fine for what they were doing with it but all those scenes went on for too long right and he was actually interesting because they set something up and then never finished it yes because you would expect and i'm guessing first of all there are multiple scenes i'm assuming that there was more scenes when the joker had him kiss his hand Oh, and, yeah, and then got that on his lap. Scene. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm guessing there was way more to that scene. And then also, yeah, at the end, when he slips Harley the phone, when they're leaving to go on their first mission, and Harley's like, oh, you are screwed. And by the way, things work better when she would have said something like, you're really fucked. Like something Absolutely. like that, you know what I mean? And that's why you need an right. R-rated movie. But he then yeah. he's like, what do you mean by that? I thought I did what I was supposed to do. Like, what do you mean? And then he never gets his comeuppance. No. At the end of the movie, when Joker shows up and, and busts Harley out, you would expect something where he like slits his throat or something. Whatever, right. Yeah, you're you know. expecting some sort of, yeah. That kind of guy Extra needs something. his comeuppance. Yeah, that's the whole point of his character. So when it doesn't happen, it's very strange. But I think that's also editing again. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's one of the many deleted scenes that weren't wasn't in the movie. Right. And we'll see. I don't even know if they'll do an unrated that comes out. Like, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. No, if they give us 10 more fucking minutes of Batman versus Superman slow CGI bullshit, they can give us the rest of this movie. Well, 30 minutes of slow Batman versus Superman Horrible. with Jenna Malone in it for some reason. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, so... They fight their way through. I'm just trying to... I don't want to miss anything funny to make fun of. I, you know, there were there were a few jokes. And once again, they were in the trailer. But I did like when Harley Quinn is almost naked in the yard prepping and, like, getting her bat and, like, putting on her, you know, her Suicide Squad outfit. She realizes that everyone's watching her and, and looks around and then all of a sudden everyone keeps moving. That, I mean, yeah, that's that's good. A yeah. good comic throwaway for what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's it's cliched in a way, but you don't get to see that that often. And it's just showing as well that everyone knows that she's incredibly hot. Like, even as a crazy person, right. she's incredibly attractive. Well, yes. <laughs> there you go. Sorry about that. No problem. We can touch back more on some more of the you know, dead shot stuff when it comes to that end scene, because the fact that he does, I was expecting him to shoot through that little girl and kill her that way. Yes. I, I kind of was too. I will say I liked the way that end part looked 
when they panned out and they showed him about to fire and showed her there. Like I thought that right. was a very well shot scene. But you're absolutely right. I wanted that same thing to happen as well. But it's a PG-13 movie. So exactly. That was the issue. And I'm like, this is not how that one went down. Because he's already a, a well aware that it's it's a mind game. Like, that's not what that is, you know? Right. The end scene, the whole... So the end scene to Ghostbusters. Yes. They all show up. Waller's been kidnapped by right. uh, Enchantress. And she's plugged in to this whatever machine it is. That's how they're able to find out and destroy secret bases and shit is because it's going from her mind. Right, it's being, it's being taken from Waller. Right. Everyone else decides, hey, Deadpool... Bi- uh, sorry, ugh, Deadshot. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself, I've not done that yet. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could, I couldn't I'm like, oh, no, 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 think before you do, there it is. There it is. Yeah, I don't think before I speak, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll wing it. Everyone has the ability to leave, basically. That's what the bar scene is, is that Flag comes in, and bust his phone because basically they're assuming that Waller's dead. At this point, yeah. At this point, they are. So he busts his phone, saying that basically you're all free. But then he's going in because he loves June. He loves the the girl possessed by Enchantress. So he's going, and he gives the letters that Deadshot's daughter has been sending. And Deadshot's like, I'm going to prove to my daughter that I'm not a piece of shit, and I'm going to get you there. It's going to be because of me and people are going to know about it. That's his whole thing. So all of a sudden he's this guy. And this is not the way anything happens in, you know, in the comics or anything like that. They know they're never going to be talked about. It it doesn't matter. But this is the way Will Smith wants his character to be. This is how he's justifying this. So they all decide, you know, Harley Quinn's like, well, I have nothing better to do because, you know, the Joker's dead. She never even looks for him, by the way. She just shows up again. She goes ahead with them and then calls everyone pussies and then they end up joining as well. This is another slow motion scene was when they were all walking together because, of course, you need that slow motion scene. (laughs) Uh, Referencing Deadpool, slow motion walk. Yep, slow motion walk. I'm trying to think, was was there ever a superhero landing? I want to say the brother to Enchantress did something along those lines. Oh, probably. I'm but sure. it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't any main character that did it. Even right. though it would have been hysterical to see Enchantress do it. Yes, it would have actually. It would have been. Oh, we did forget though. By the way, so we mentioned that Batman shows up twice, and then at the end, in the second time that he shows up, he's chasing the Joker and Harley Quinn, and Joker goes ahead and speeds into the river. And Harley Quinn can't swim. She breaks through the glass. Somehow doesn't get cut up. Not exactly sure how that happens. Uh, But he's gone. By the time Batman makes it into the water to capture, Joker is gone, leaving Harley Quinn, which is what tends to happen normally. Yep. And then Harley Quinn kind of wakes up, takes a, a swipe with a knife that she has at Batman, and Batman punches her in the face, which, by the way, got a laugh in the theater. That was one. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was one out of two. So he punches her, knocks her out, brings her up. And then this was really, was this awkward to you? Because this seemed very awkward to me. He takes off his mask, the breathing mask he had put on, and then goes in to give her CPR, but doesn't go in the right way. He went in like it was a kiss. Absolutely. I noticed that too. Where I'm like, um, what? Because you knew it was going to turn into a kiss because you knew she was going. Yeah. But he went into it like it was a kiss already. So I didn't believe for a second that it was a CPR thing. So, but, but there's no backstory for that. Now there are in the comics. So to get Batman under her belt would also kind of stick it to the Joker. 
which is a right, right. whole long story and all this kind of stuff. But they don't go into that in the movie, so it doesn't really make any sense to do it here, but they do. So that that's how Harley Quinn got captured in the first place. So I just want to set that because we, we hadn't talked about that before. So True. everyone makes it to uh, Zool's hangout, except... <laughs> Except King Croc takes all of the rest of the military guys that are still left. He takes he has them seals apparently. Yeah, he takes he takes them underwater because when Flag and Enchantress had initially tried to stop her brother, he left this huge bomb down there, I guess. So, it's flooded now, so obviously that means King Croc actually has something to do. He swims down with those guys and their whole plan is that they're going to set the bomb and then get the brother on top of it and blow it up. That's their whole plan. Right. That's the whole right. plan. They don't have a plan for Enchantress. They just have a plan for killing the brother. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one thing at a time. Of course. It can't be that they weren't thinking properly about it anyways. No. No. When they show up, Enchantress basically uses witch power or whatever to start giving them the thoughts that they want to have. So Deadshot gets to kill Batman which is apparently something he's always wanted to do, which I think is partially in the comic books, but it seems weird. You would think he would just want to have his daughter after right. that's What's what they've the been... goal here, and, but that's what they're really showing you. Yeah, so they are showing, that's, and that's what you're supposed to remember. Deadshot isn't a good guy. Right, which they do make reference to in the fact that, you know, Quinn asks him if he's ever been in love, and he's like, no, you, you don't have real feelings when you do what I do. But in the comics, he falls for Harley Quinn. But right. side, side thing, anyways. So... He's in his mind, and, and he's killed Batman, and he's he's loving it. And then they show, obviously, Flag wakes up as in it's a bad dream, and he's got June there as a human, and, you know, that's great for him. And then for Diablo, his family is back. You know, his, his right. wife and his... And for, <laughs> for Harley Quinn, awesome. it's, it's Jared Leto. <laughs> that, that is her dream. Oh, yeah. No, and it's super normal. It's the whole soccer mom kids coffee breakfast thing. Yeah. Jared Leto is, has his hair slicked back and he's got a business suit on and he's he's not the Joker. He's just Jared Leto. And I can understand, like, who wouldn't want Jared Leto? Like, it, it makes yeah. total sense, you know? The normal. I think I told my story. I don't know if I told it here on this show, but I told it on Ian Hates Music. Since I am a fan of 30 Seconds to Mars, his band that he has, not their last album, but the albums before that, He's great when he's at a show. He's great live. And he did this thing where he left the stage at one point and I was off to the side of the stage and he came out from a door and went by me and put his hand on my shoulder and said like, hey, I hope you're doing well. This is one of the greatest moments of my life because Jared Leto <laughs> just touched my shoulder. Uh, so that was, I can understand. I can understand Harley Quinn's thought makes total sense to me. Oh my God. So anyways, the only person who's able to see through it is Diablo. He's like, no, you can't take away what I've done. And he comes out of it and then snaps everyone else out of their out of their little dream sequence there. Now, this is what doesn't make much sense to me. Because there's lots of stuff that doesn't make much sense to me in this movie. But this one especially. Why does Diablo all of a sudden consider everyone there his family? Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of came out of left field. He's just like, right. you can't treat my family like this. And then he gets all fiery and he starts throwing fire and fighting so, so so i think you're taking that line as a literal thing i think he's he's he is referencing his actual family oh, and the fact that like absolutely I not what i did nope no no, no 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 he mentioned specifically i know i don't have the words here no he's specifically talking about suicide squad 
Okay. Yeah, I swear. I swear. See, I didn't take it that way. I took it as you're actually hurting the memory of my family by bringing them back like this. Oh, and that no, that's what he says at the beginning. That's what he says to get out of the dream. He says like you can't hurt my new family oh, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not remembering that. It's, okay, cool. Yeah, it's something ridiculous like that. So then he starts being all fiery and he's fighting the brother. He turns into and he starts talking in their native tongue which doesn't make right. any sense and then well, not he, he's a demigod and that they're, they're supposedly the same thing but he's not supposed to be right that, that's not how this works like he is a he is a vengeance demon or something like that is what gives him his powers that is not from the same culture or anything like i don't know where the headdress came from when he becomes a skeleton man like <laughs> well, it's the aztec warrior is what that is yeah none of this is what's supposed to happen that is not his thing but that cgi yeah yeah that cgi was like do you remember the original hulk movie <laughs> that was like when, when him and his dad were fighting or whatever. oh it was fucking awful what i thought was cool about the comics with diablo is when he uses too much of his power he actually burns off all those tattoos because the tattoos are actually kind of partially what give him his power interesting so, yeah so that was very and then he has to have them redone he has to actually have his tattoos redone. And I understand why they didn't go into all that in the movie. But he doesn't become a skeleton and then revert back to a human. And it was just goofy. So he sets up the brother. They set up the bomb. The bomb goes off. Like, apparently that bomb was enough to kill a partially a god, I guess. Yeah, that's what I didn't get either. Like, And it didn't seem like that kind of explosion where it would really made any kind of... It, it almost looked like it turned into a sinkhole. Yeah. You know? Like you expect him to show up in the final scene again. Like oh, absolutely. At the, yeah, like at the end credits or something. But no, apparently he's just done. It kills both of them. It kills Diablo right. and him. It's <laughs> so fucking nuts. So they're gone. And now Enchantress is like, no, my brother. She is so much more powerful than all of them combined. And yet she goes and she fights them in a fight scene where it's all against one. And doesn't mean anything. And then somehow, and she kicks their ass, by the way, and then appears with swords, but then gets her ass kicked now that she has swords. <laughs> tell me, tell me how any of that makes any sense. No, no, no. And that's just it, though. It's like, why would you even put yourself in that situation just to really hand to hand combat? You know, like it's almost you're expecting in a video game scenario that wouldn't happen. You just have waves and waves of her like drone people you'd have to deal with, kind of a deal, you know? Right. Or some like epic drone thing that they she created. Like there's no there's no reason why she would suddenly be your hand to hand combat. King Croc comes back too at this point and helps in the fight. She didn't need to do any of this. She could have killed all of them with no problem. And Easily. then finally at the end, like offers all of them to join her. You know, Harley Quinn plays the fake yes, I want to join you, and then gets on her knees and says, you know, something like, I don't play well with others, or I'm not a follower, whatever the fuck it is, hits her with the sword, and rips the heart out. And you're like, okay, so I guess that's the end, right? Right. <sighs> I, the whole ending sequence was very dumb to me. After her heart is out, they then take the bag full of bomb stuff that's left over, throw it into the weird machine ring slash beam of light, and then that's when the dead shot thing happens where she still with the power she has left like makes his daughter appear to tell him not to shoot and then he shoots anyways right and then blows it up and it blows up the entire 
machine thing. Enchantress is still alive, so Flag comes over and has the heart and says, bring back June or I'll smash this. And she's like, you don't have the balls. Have the balls. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so he does. He crushes the heart and it looks like she dies. He walks away, but she's okay. She pulls off the mud and June's okay. Right. So yay. Everything works out, I guess, right? Sure. Then Waller shows up with the phone after everyone's like yay i'm leaving like dead shots like i got stuff to do back in yep whatever. peace out yeah we're out we're out of here and then waller shows up with the phone where she can still you know hit there and by the way harley quinn's is deactivated right and they never show that she ever gets that turned back on so unless it so was I something why she wouldn't just walked away or if it's something that waller can do remotely possibly that was the other thing that got a laugh in the theater was will smith says like how are you not dead Right. And that got a laugh. And then this is not her character, by the way, is to let anyone have anything. So to let Deadshot see his daughter and to let Harley Quinn have that uh, espresso machine, that's not her style. At the end, they show Deadshot with his daughter, Harley Quinn with the espresso machine. Uh, Captain Boomerang didn't get anything. King Croc got the BET in his room and or in his <laughs> sewer or whatever you want to call it. Whatever. So... And yeah, and the end of the movie is Tarly Quinn in her cell. The Joker storms in with his people. They're going to get out of prison. And that's it. And then your Ben Affleck scene. Yeah, and that was midway. Now, I didn't stay till the end of the credits. There was just a midway scene, right? Yeah, it's just a midway scene. So the midway scene is them trying to rip off Marvel and still yep. not doing a very good job of it. Nope. Um, pretty much what it is is it's Waller and Affleck are sitting at some bar, and Affleck is has told her to you need to shut this down, or I'll me and my friends will shut it down. Is the ending gist to it? But she also hands over a top secret booklet to him, which has the remaining part of Suicide Squad. I'm assuming is that what that no, was? No, it's not. I think Katana was on the list there, but then there was also a picture of Aquaman. Oh yeah, there was a picture of Aquaman, and there was someone. There's two other ones too. I don't remember who they were. I think they were good guys, though. I I think these were good people because Katana is a good person, technically. I mean, even though she kills people, she kills people for the right reasons, I guess. Reasons, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they show Aquaman. And by the way, we didn't mention Captain Boomerang gets caught by the Flash who shows up for two seconds. (laughs) And then you never see him again. See him again. Yeah, no. She hands him that document and then he leaves and says, "Uh, you should shut this down. My friends and I will take care of this from now on. Right. And so that's your whole Justice League thing. Yeah, lead up. I mean, it's it's very easy to see that. But holy shit, can you imagine how bad a Justice League movie will be? I know. <laughs> so fucking bad. Like, there's no way. There's no way they can make that movie good. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. But yeah, so I will say, and look, I, I know we've been negative about some of this stuff, but I, I think we've been positive about the the good parts i think i don't i don't think we completely destroyed this movie no because i I don't hate this movie it's just kind of like i mean the bar was incredibly low but it's i definitely the first thing i said to myself was i definitely like this more than regurgitation oh for sure this this movie is better than i mean this movie to me anyways is better than all those six movies that we read at the beginning I would say for sure. And then also, it's just, they have such great source material to work with. I think that's the shame. With all the things that they could have corrected, they didn't. 
Right. You know what I mean? And the great thing is, is like people are trying to, uh, you know, say, well, they, you know, they did the reshoots. They didn't have it all the time. An average movie takes five years to fucking make bullshit that you couldn't have came up with a better screenplay than that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have made a lot more dark comedy jokes. You could have made things a lot more brutal. You could have edited a lot better. There are so many things in this movie that could have done better. And if you're saying that they couldn't, then you're fooling yourself. Like, well, no, and I, honestly, I'd say if Deadpool had come out a year beforehand, this would have been a completely different movie. Like, uh, because Deadpool proves, you know, it's it's almost the exception to the rule. Proves that a rated R comic book movie does work, can be funny, and can make a lot of money. You right. know, like you don't have to be scared to do that. Like, it doesn't have to turn into fucking Sin City yes, to be right. a rated R movie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. This movie, I think we said it as soon as we saw the trailers the first time. This should have been rated R. And still, let's say this just was rated R and they didn't do any of the changes. There's still an issue. This movie needs rated R plus a lot of other things to make this right. Right. They need, if you're going to introduce the Joker as a character that everyone loves, then you need to have the Joker be doing something in the film and not edit out all the good parts, apparently. Right. He needs to be a main player. Puppet Master would have been perfect because that's yeah. the personality type. Yeah, why? Because that's who you're looking for. And everybody knows who that character, you know, like Enchantress, not everybody. Not I mean, there's a majority of people who don't know who that is. So it would have yeah. been great if there was some other underlying thing there. It would have made a lot of sense for Enchantress to show up at some place where the Joker was and tell him that Harley Quinn's being held here and the Joker being like, because of how smart he is, being like, hmm, I can work with this and manipulate her to be like, I can get you your freedom from the human. Like, I can get that heart back for you. Whatever, you know, he can do all that. Yeah, it would have made so much more sense to do something like that, but they didn't. And there are just so many things that they could have done better. And I think that's why... You know, Rotten Tomatoes is not the enemy of this. It's all the reviewers that know that this wasn't a good movie. Like, I'm not saying that this was a good movie because it's not. It's just better than a lot of bad movies. Right. When people get mad, you know, it's a 26. Like, for sure, you can say if you want to do comic book wise, it's a travesty that this movie is rated under Batman Superman. Uh, under Batman Forever. Yeah. Or, yeah right. or or Batman and Robin. Nipples on the suit. Like all that shit. Like oh, so awesome. Like all of that. And by the way, oh, one thing towards the yes. One thing we didn't mention. Did you see that when they were doing everyone's little character bio that they said that Harley Quinn killed Robin? Yeah. That better come in somewhere at some point. I hope so. I, I gotta hope because that's not comic book wise because in the comics one of the greatest DC story was when the Joker killed Robin. Absolutely. So I hope they're planning on doing something with that to announce that on a quick two second screen and then have no one catch it. Like <laughs> that's that's pretty dumb. It's just one of those things. This isn't a good movie. It's an okay movie. Unfortunately to me, because I was excited for the movie and because I like the comic books, it almost plays into that a little bit of the Fantastic Four thing. It's an almost a nothing movie. Because you know the potential that they could have went there and then didn't. Yeah, I almost feel indifferent towards it. Yes. And that's not a good thing. That's not but like, I still, I'd rather feel indifferent than walk out of a movie and be aggravated. 
Yeah, I, I look, the only thing that aggravated me in the theater were the people sitting behind me. No, no, yeah, the idiots behind you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure people are going to see all the posts I've made and uh, the hyping up for, for this episode. I wasn't going to rip it apart unless it was absolutely terrible. And I don't think we've done right. that. I think we've made fun yeah. of the parts that need to be made fun of for sure. Really, people just have to understand. And if you thought this was a good movie, I think there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's enough of like it being a throwaway for a novice to go into it and be like, I was at least entertained. Do you think if someone told you, hey, I really like this movie and you said, all right, well, tell me what you liked about it. Do you think you could refute every point that they brought up? Probably. I think that's how I I work it is. Sure. You can say the music's good in the movie, but is that enough to make a two hour and 10 minute movie good? No, that's how you make a good soundtrack. Right, exactly. So I can't think of anyone coming up to me and giving me the bullet points of what they thought this movie or what made this movie good and say it's a good movie. Like you can tell, I think we did a good job of hitting every good point in the movie, but also overlaying this with that it's not a good movie. Right. Right. Because I can't think of any good parts when I did Batman v Superman, there weren't any good parts in that movie. If I can remember correctly. And I try to forget as much as possible. Right now, yeah, there's no saving grace. Like you're, it's When you're sitting there going, fuck, I'm only 30 minutes into this, that's bad. Yeah. Like I think maybe I said Wonder Woman was good for the little bit she was in. But other than that, there were so many things wrong with that movie that there weren't any positives. Where with this movie, there are definitely some positives that they didn't fulfill. Like they didn't go forward with those positives instead and made it still overwhelmingly negative. So for me, I'd say if I was going to do a Rotten Tomatoes score rating for this, I would have it at a 40% maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'd, I'd definitely agree with that. Yeah, because it really doesn't matter and. I know people do this argument when I get upset when a movie has a low Rotten Tomato score. It's taking all of those critics and putting it all together. You don't have to care what the critics say. That is not the point of that Rotten Tomato score. But you also should know that in most cases that if enough people think that a movie is bad. See, it's different. If enough people think a movie is good, like if a movie has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, You can also completely disagree with that because that's also probably not going to mean you're going to love the movie just because it's got a high Rotten Tomatoes score. But with a lower Rotten Tomatoes score, there's often more of a reason for it to be rated lower than there is for a movie to be rated higher. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, Finding Dory has a fucking high Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) score. But guess what, guys? I'm going to fucking hate that movie if I see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's just no way. There is no way that I am going to find Finding Dory interesting. It's just it's not what I'm going yeah, to like. That's also not geared towards you. Well, for sure, but that's also I guess maybe that's what people's comments are about with this movie, with getting a 26 is saying that maybe this movie isn't geared for people, but it's PG-13. So right. DC made it this way. And they're the ones that made the editing the way that it is. Like, that's what you have to... You can't just stand up for a movie and say that it's being unfairly criticized. This movie is being fairly criticized. It it absolutely is. This is not the movie that you wanted. And if it is the movie that you wanted, then you're easily... I don't want to say you're easily manipulated, but you're easily satisfied with the mediocre. Right. 
That's I think that's the way you're you're actually the perfect moviegoer is what you are. Exactly. Yes, because you're going to be happy no matter what you see, basically. Right. Yeah, because if you really think that this is a very good movie, then you're going to think a lot of things are very good. And that is great. In the trailers, you're going to go see Triple X and the new King Kong movie. Right. And that's the thing. And I'm not my goal is not to put these people down for doing that. The goal is to say, go ahead and look at these movies a little bit closer. Like, don't just take everything for face value. Like, it's great. I mean, look, I, I kind of wished that I liked more movies. I mean, we cover a ton of movies on the show that I really, really like. But when you do these big summer movie blockbusters, I'm probably not. I think the only movie I liked this summer probably was Captain America. Okay. I would say that's probably the only big budget movie that I liked. Civil War, okay. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I can't think of anything else. I mean, we did a lot of summer movie series with like old school movies and everything. But Right. But no, yeah, I definitely take Cap over like Purge. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like and but remember, Purge isn't even a big budget movie. No. It's still it's ridiculously low compared to something like Suicide Squad and, and Civil War. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, I mean shit. Independence Day, the budget alone for that, that oh. was horrible. Right. And that's another thing. I if you like Independence Day, I oh man, I don't even know what I mean, great for you. Uh once again, you must love everything, which is awesome. <laughs> so okay, actually, I will say this. I can defend it in this regard. So I actually was able to talk to somebody who had never seen the first one. And if you watch it as a prequel, then you're not as disappointed. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you did you mention watch- that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I, I can get seeing it from that side if you've never seen the original. So you haven't fallen in love with any of these characters. And then you see this first one and then you see the first one and it comes off as like a prequel. OK, I can, I can see, you know, like you, you're not as invested in these characters as, well, you know, like me and Mandy, who've seen this movie 300 times. Well, remember, remember, though, I wasn't invested in those characters either. And I still think you, that you, movie is garbage you, shit. Right. But you're you're an exception to the rule. Oh, yeah. Ian hates. <laughs> yes. Because you don't like the Star Wars. You don't like the Star Treks. You don't like the, yeah. So, uh, well, that's the same. To the rule. It's the same thing as, so right now, like Star Trek, the new Star Trek has like a 70 or 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, something ridiculous right. like that. For me, I hated, like, I liked the first one. I hated the second one. I Why? thought th- the second movie? Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's. It's the dialogue. They took everything from the first movie that made it good and shit on it and made the second movie. They took everything. They made it an action movie that didn't need to be an action movie. They had horrible dialogue. They made horrible decision making. The editing was terrible. Lens flare up the fucking ass. Like, I just. They took. Like, I like the first one because it, it set up everything very well. There were good dialogue points. There was strife where they needed to be strife. That made sense to me. The second one, though, just became an action movie that I didn't care about whatsoever. And the yeah, third the movie, yeah, super action. Yeah, the third one looks like that too. So I was just like, eh, I'll wait for that to be on Redbox or something till I see it. Right. Like that's fine. But you're right. I don't like a lot of those big budget, hyped up movies like that. Something like Suicide Squad, I thought would be more. I don't know. It's just well, yeah. But you're also coming at it as as a comic book fan too. So that's I mean that's even a, it's kind of like when we re- review the movies that you've done all the books too. It's you're putting it at a different level. But like as I mean, and then doing that for me, doing that for the Potters, I completely understand that. Where it's one of those, why did you cut these the way that they did? This is how you should have done these two parters. It shouldn't have been the books that you fucking right. picked. Let's also think about though. Are you telling me that even if Cell had been good, 
that I wouldn't have liked it even if it was different from the book because I think I do try and be pretty objective with this stuff when I can be. Right. But I still, when you attach, when you are able to attach yourself to those characters because you've invested time in them is what it comes down to. Me and Mandy have seen Independence Day 300 times. We've right. invested time into these characters who are expecting a certain thing. When you spend four weeks reading a book or whatever, you've invested time into this and you've developed it a certain way. And when it's not, I'm not expecting it to be exactly like the book, but there's still a level of expectation that we're expecting you to, because you set a tone. You have to sure. at least match that tone. Yes, I can I can see that. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we end up ending the show like this a, a few times with having these kind of talk. What I want people to know, if you've lasted this long in the show, and I know there are some technical difficulties from time to time. Always. But yeah, it happens. It's Skype. That's what happens. But if you've made it this far in the show, you know we've looked at this objectively. And I'm not going to be that person that just jumps on... Either First of all, I'm not going to be that person who jumps on the Suicide Squad was not as bad as everyone says bandwagon. And I'm not going right. to be on the sucks bandwagon. I think we took a look at this from a very objective point of view. We said the positives and we said the negatives. Would you recommend people go see this movie in a theater? No. And same here. I'm not saying you don't see this movie ever, but... There are just so many other better movies that you can put your time into when they had the ability to make this better and didn't. Right. I, okay. So I, I'd, I'd revise that a little bit in the fact that, like, if you're not actually paying for the movie, if this is some sort of date opportunity, oh, no. go see it in the theater. Sure. But I wouldn't actually spend my own money to go do this. No. And we spend our own money because we've been hyping this up that we were going to do the show. Believe me. And we were just. Yeah, I, I certainly would. But I will say, though, this might be. I think by the time, I don't know, any of those other DC movies come out, unless we're going to have something set up where listeners can go ahead and torture us by paying for us to go see those movies, this is probably going to be my last DC movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing for me to gain by going to see any, because I know Wonder Woman is going to be bad. I know Justice League is going to be bad. I know anything that they make into a single movie is going to be bad. It's the way it is. You can see the trend continue. There's no reason to think that they're going to be able to pull off a miracle because they just don't do that. Their movies are all the same. Right. So, and believe me, I was trashing DC, making fun, because obviously I make jokes about Suicide Squad when I saw that it was 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. And someone asked me about how I felt about the last three Batmans, and not including Batman Superman, but the actual Christopher Nolan uh, Batman oh, those movies. Ones. Okay. We will talk about that some at some point. I mean, maybe even soon. If there's nothing else worth going to see, then maybe we do that. Uh, so wait, are you saying that we're not reviewing Ben Hur next week? I'm very upset with you. That looks like trash. <laughs> so bad. So bad. It really does. It's it looks like, awful. Holy shit! Really, you guys are remaking Ben Hur? Yeah. Wow. We should do a movie like The Lobster, or. Swiss Army Man or Damn something. Damn it, I could have watched both of those on the plane. Did you really? I could have. Oh, see, you definitely should have because those are good movies. Like, we can go right. ahead and do those. I don't know. I don't know really what the people want anymore. We did the Mighty Ducks and we did the Sandlot. We did Starship Troopers. We did Batman vs. Superman. We did Suicide Squad. We'll go and do the big movies that come out. But I can tell you, like, unless we are going to set up something where, like, a Kickstarter or whatever, or PayPal or something, where we have people donate for us to see 
like the next DC movie or something. I'm not going to put myself through it anymore. Right. So if you want us, okay, if you want Ian to sit through Rogue One, you need to start participating now. Oh, that's actually true. Yes, I will not be going to see that movie unless someone <laughs> pays for it. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. But I will say, like, soon, though, we probably should do those Batman movies because I really do like dissecting them. Ugh, fine. <laughs> I know. I know. It's tough. And believe me, I don't even think I, I don't even need to watch them again because I've had my arguments about how bad and i know people might get mad and hey don't unsubscribe actually listen to another person's opinion on this stuff because it might help the, right. s- the second and third batman movies in the christopher nolan series are not good they're not good movies i'll take the second one over the first one i hated batman begins oh see and that's funny because i like batman begins yeah i know see that's my favorite batman is <laughs> is that one but that's the thing but i can i can tell you why the second and third one are very bad like, oh no, yeah. No, like, we can argue the points. That's yeah. easy. Yeah, that's it. But people people just shut down sometimes when you say that. They're like, but Heath Ledger was Joker and he was awesome. And you go, oh, but did you forget that that's a three-hour movie and he was in it for 10 minutes? Right, total. Yeah, because that two hours and <laughs> two hours and 50 minutes is a real grind. It's, it's really tough. <sighs> it's really tough. I don't even want to get into it all here, but just think it over. The Morgan Freeman part, with the getting mad at Batman for wiretapping, <laughs> that 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 fucking boat scene, that boat scene, people should be ashamed of themselves for that scene just in general. Two Face scenes, the Batman voice, the uh, ah, I am Batman, all that bullshit is all the second movie, and then the third movie, once again, new character that you can't understand is Bane, and right. it's awful. The worst twist since an M Night Shyamalan movie. No one cared about that twist whatsoever. And then the ending, the whole movie itself, how did Batman get back into Ark? Like all the stuff, everything. How did he get back into Gotham? None of it makes any sense. In general, yeah, I think the ending to this is don't be fooled by what you read. You know, make your own opinions for sure. Like I hope you enjoy what we do on the on the show. But, you know, you don't have to jump on either bandwagon. Make your own informed decision. But also that means don't just take the opposite view of what you hear because that's the cool thing to do you know what i mean (laughs) posers yeah that's i think that's what ends up happening is people are just like oh well if the critics hate it then it's gonna be great and i'm just gonna go in this i'm gonna love whatever just because it's dc and all that bullshit it's the same with marvel like i'm not gonna do that with a marvel movie there are plenty of marvel movies i don't like but in general marvel makes a much better coherent movie that is actually interesting and well done on editing, CGI, story-wise, than anything DC ever does. Yeah, pretty much. I think that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do not know what movie we're going to do next. We often do this on the fly. I think this summer was pretty well planned out, though. But I think we're going to go back to, yeah, kind of, we're going to feel this stuff out. And decide on what we want to do next, especially because Kelly's back full time. We'll see still what we traveling, can do. Still traveling, but I'll, I'll still be able to participate now. So, Kelly, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you can always follow me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy, as well as on Facebook. But, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And uh, I guess I'll do the plugs for Ian Hates here. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I did not welcome everyone because I was excited, you know, that Kelly was back. Uh, So welcome all new and old. 
Thank you very much for listening. Much appreciated. If you have the time, please go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and share. It is very important. It helps out no, the show no, no, a lot. No, no, no. That's the total bullshit thing. It's not if you have the time. It takes three seconds. Come on, people. <laughs> okay. All right. take more time turning up all the pop-up bullshit that'll come up on your while you're, yeah, no. You can go over there and just click a button. Well, there you go. So please do exactly what Kelly said. Exactly. Uh, you can listen, as you know, probably on Stitcher, Google Play Music, and a bunch of other favorite podcast listening apps. Just go ahead. We have it on all these things, so you can go ahead and listen. Might be coming soon to SoundCloud. We'll see as well. Oh. Yeah, that's an extra little thing there. We are a very interactive show. So if you want to talk to me, if you want to tell me how bad I am, how great Kelly is, you miss Tristan, sure. you miss Mandy, whatever it happens to be, <laughs> I'm the constant here. So if you just want to throw your hate at me, that's fine too. You can go ahead and interact on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast, on Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast. You can email me, Ian Hates at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and go to Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. All the promotional stuff, everything's put through all those channels. I also have another show. It's Ian Hates Music, and I have two brand new co-hosts on the show now. It's yeah, Jackson and Ty. Uh, they're they're killing it, doing a great job. Continue to have great interviews and, and conversations. On this week's episode, we're going to have Steve from the band Desires. Their new EP just came out recently, so we shoot the shit and talk about all that stuff. And a bunch of, bunch of surprises coming up soon. Uh, so everyone look forward to that. You can listen to both of these shows. Let's say you don't like iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that. Let's say you're just website only. You can go www.ianhates.com. And on the website, it has all of the backlogged episode as well as every new episode that comes out for both Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies. You can stream on the site or download there as well. There's also a form where you can go ahead and fill that out if you want to complain and or suggest anything. You can do all of that there as well. So I think that covers everything. Yes. <laughs> but just know we're constantly trying to improve. So if you have any feedback, please feel free to let us know. We tried to get this on multiple platforms so that you never miss an episode. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully you're enjoying everything that's going on. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I am still working on Ian Hates Love. That, yep, it is still coming out. It's just been very, very difficult with everything else. Like the amount, I, I'm not even going to complain about it. I'm just going to let you know it takes a lot of work to get all of these shows out. So imagine trying to get a third one out. It's, it's difficult. So I'm working on it. Believe me, it will be out soon. And I think everyone's really going to enjoy it, especially because I get to tell all these crazy stories as well as have other people tell all of their crazy stories because you know <laughs> that's what relationships are all about. Crazy, Woo! crazy stories. So Kelly, did you think of any type of a catchphrase or anything to leave us with today? Uh, no. <laughs> Cause no, because I mean, anything in it is it's a, it's a multi-person kind of a back and forth. So there's really not no, no one-liners in there that really work. What about worst heroes ever? Eh, cliche, but it works. Yeah, there you go. Well, then I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Gentlemen, ladies, what if Superman... 
had decided to fly down, rip off the roof of the White House, grab the president right out of the Oval Office. Who would have stopped him? build a team of some very bad people who I think can do some good. Y'all jokers must be crazy. What? This is the deal. You disobey me, you die. Try to escape, you die. You got a boyfriend? You irritate or vex me. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. You die. You don't own me. If they get caught, we throw them under the bus. What a ride! Let's play! Come on, get some better tape. Let's go! Light it up! I love this guy. Not good. Don't forget, we're the bad guys. Are you sweet talking me? All of that chit chat's gonna get you hurt. The man's the back is ready to crack as he raises his hands to the sky. And the girl in the corner is everyone's fun. She can give you with a wink, wink of her eye. Yeah, I see I was just trying to get you there. You know how it feels, right? We good. What you having? Beer. Whiskey. What am I, 12? How about you, hot stuff? Water. That's a good idea, honey.